remember that we were on the back deck at Vince's bachelor party doing the thing that you do when you have a few drinks with a few guys in the woods. Oh, we should start a podcast. A few weeks later, you know, we befriended each other on social media, put that to actual use. I actually listened to our pilot episodes a few days ago, man, and just like how far we've come. I mean, <laughs> we had Jason Avant on the podcast. We've made friends through the podcast, you know. We may not be the most popular Eagles podcast out there, but it's just so awesome, man. I can't believe we're done. We're going through 50 episodes right now. 50. Um, it's just so cool. So it's welcome, awesome. everyone, to episode 50 of the Winging It podcast. Andrews, you like reflect and just think about it. I mean, what a, what a ride it's been. We brought Ali to the podcast. We went to a Super Bowl together. I mean, just so much cool stuff has come from this. Bringing, bringing friends along for the ride. Uh I've been very afraid to listen to our earlier episodes, so I give you a ton of credit for even, you know, having the nerve or yeah, just being able to listen to those old episodes because I feel like I would just cringe, even though I'm sure they're totally fine. Um, but yeah, man, it's it, this is great. And I, I, you know, I give you a lot of credit, Alex, because I do consider you definitely more of an executor in terms of um you know, allowing this to kind of get off the ground a little bit. I'm all for sitting here and talking and jibber jabbering and, and, and reliving my, my broadcast degree from temple. But, um, it really wouldn't have been possible if you didn't, uh, really give it some momentum to start off with and, and kind of convince me to do it. So, uh, 50 episodes in, I'm, I'm so happy we're still doing it and we're about to enter a season where, I mean, I feel like we talked about it last year with that being the most talented team we've ever witnessed. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we, We're going to be talking about the final roster, and it's yep. pretty close, man, but it seems like we're we're in a great position for another really fun season. So we decided to start doing this at a, at a very good time in we Eagles, did, man. In we Eagles did. history. <laughs> we, um, did. We, couldn't have, we couldn't have timed it any better. And then bringing in Ali, right? Ali, um, you've just been such an awesome addition to the show, but helping us with our, with our YouTube presence. Having a third voice has been awesome because I really feel like early on in the show, Andrew and I just like agreed an awful lot on everything. So it's just good to have a Because I'm a always right. I'm easy to agree with. I'm always right. I, I mean, look at you. I mean, how could you not agree? And then to our people, and speaking of video, the people on YouTube, I am wearing a Winging It limited edition one of one baseball jersey with the patch. Uh, feel free to check it on YouTube if you haven't been able to see it. Maybe, maybe we'll give this away to one of our first charity events or something as we <laughs> as we grow a little bit more. But Ali, 50 episodes in, how do you feel? Five zero guys. This is I, this is a feat, honestly, right? Because as uh, as Andrew put it, right, execution is is half of the battle, but sustaining it is is the other half. So this has been 
one heck of a ride to be on for me personally. Uh, starting last season, again, we got to go to the, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd go into a Super Bowl. Uh, but this has been one heck of a ride. I'm really glad we're on it together. Uh, and I'm really excited about this upcoming season. It's going to be yeah. one hell of a ride. To well, 50 to ev- more. To everyone listening from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thank you for all the positive feedback. Thank you for the constructive criticism. Thank you for the friends that have been here. Here's to many more episodes. So in this moment, congratulations to us. Put the episodes in forever more to go. <laughs> all right, Jen. So as we saw earlier this week, uh, yesterday, I believe the Philadelphia Eagles released their 53 man roster. And boy, I got to say, even across the NFL, it's looked a little bit weird. I mean, the Eagles don't have a punter. That's kind of odd. Like Sifas is gone. I saw Bailey Zappi from the new England Patriots got waived and then seven teams made him an offer and he's back on the practice squad. A little bit bizarre. Um, what do you guys think about the 53-man roster? I mean, let's let's discuss it. We can talk about some of the names that were that were discussed. One thing that I felt that was really interesting is they made a whole bunch of like waived announcements, but Joseph and Gata just got waves like three days before everyone else. They're like, Nabi, you're out of here. You're not staying anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ah, we lost Andrew. I saw his video freeze for a second. He was, he was, he was coming. I, I could feel that he was about to have a really good take, but uh, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll give him the mic back when he gets back. Honestly, well, it's our first, I, it's our first fifty episodes. It's our biggest technical glitch we've ever had, but we will persevere. He, we will make it through. Oh, he looks like he's coming back online though, but it's, uh, we're, we're, we're waiting for him. But you know, for me, the biggest surprise was Kayvon Wallace, uh, getting cut. That was a huge, huge surprise for me. A lot of people were thinking like he had a monster preseason and he was one of the the top candidates for getting that safety spot, but yeah. Andrew's back. Andrew, yeah. welcome back. Welcome back. You know, be careful out there. Be careful. You never you never know when you just have way too many tabs open and your computer just doesn't have the bandwidth to to carry it all. But thank God I'm able to fall back on my supporting cast here to uh, to pick me up when I disappear into shout thin out air. to cash. Shout out to cash memory. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, all the information I was looking at is gone. So we're just going to, you know, I'll, I'll just. Uh, but I, I, yeah, exactly. Wait, yeah. True to its name. 50 episodes in. Uh, I think. I was surprised by, like I was saying, with the corners that were keeping seven, but there's a lot of fun names on there, and I think a lot of a lot of those players, um, aside from Darius Slay and James Bradbury, and the obvious choices, I think uh, is it Josh Job, who there seems to be a lot of excitement about um, Eli Ricks, Eli Ricks, Eli I mean, Ricks, man, Eli Ricks. You know, so I'm very curious. I think the the biggest thing that stands out is the lack of linebacker depth. Uh, I think Nicholas Morrow was cut, so you're basically just looking at mm-hmm. Um, Nicobe Dean, you're looking at uh, Cunningham, Cunningham, right? My mind's like, yeah, yep, Zach yeah, Cunningham. Can't remember Zach Cunningham? Mm-hmm, Couldn't remember mm-hmm. his. Uh, Randall. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a uh, wow. What, what a what a intro. Anyway, so 
Yeah, I think I think at the base level, those are my those are my initial thoughts. Uh, the running backs were pretty expected, and um, yeah, I'll I'll send it over to you guys so I can pull up a tab to see what our definite fifty three man roster is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, here's the actual list of the people that were waived. Uh, Ian Book leads that. I mean, I don't think there's any surprise there that Ian Book uh, is gone. He just had such an awful performance. Yeah. I will never root or I'll never vocally say that I like a college quarterback ever again because <laughs> Ian Book and like Baker Mayfield were the two I liked in the boat, just like total bums. Uh, Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks, I I think that makes a ton of sense. Britton Covey, that's really interesting. So who's gonna who's gonna return punts? Because right after that, Devin Allen also got waived. That's really interesting. They're both signed back to the practice squad now. Um, Joseph Ngata, Deion Kane. Deion Kane had some flashes. I was a little bit surprised there. Uh, Johnny King, John Hasselwood, Freddie Swain, Tyree Jackson. There was like a Tyree Jackson experiment at tight end. Uh, also, which is where we signed Albert O from Denver tight end position that was totally unexpected to me it just like dude is a beast man he is a a beast beast. yeah yeah you want to try pronouncing his last name anyone want to take a stab at it that's why i said alberto (laughs) (laughs) uh brady russell julian good jones tyrese robinson taron jackson marvin wilson caleb sanders olive sagapalu robert cooper kyron johnson quentin bell nicholas morrow you said Tyreek Maddox Williams, who did have an interception mm. during the last preseason game, so that's a little bit surprising. Josiah Scott and Aaron Sifas, who is back on the practice squad now as well. But there was one point we had no punter, and it's just like Jalen Hurts is like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to do it in three downs. We don't need a punter." <laughs> yeah, and well, you were saying with the Patriots before. I, I think after their cuts yesterday, Mac Jones was literally the only quarterback that they had on their roster. So I figured that they would bring back Bailey Zappi or, or bring back, yeah. you know, but that again goes to show you that like teams do not have the luxury of having a lot of talent at, at backup quarterback. You know, there's teams where it's like, we can only keep one because the rest of them suck. So, yeah. and the, the third linebacker I was thinking of was Christian Ellis. So Zach Cunningham Christian and Kobe Ellis, Dean yeah. and Christian Ellis are all, that's all you have. So it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do with, with special teams. Cause I, I feel like, you know, in years past, Ike Reese or just, you know, um, uh, Patrick Johnson or Sean Bradley, like all these linebackers, you know, these are guys that play special teams. So we'll have to see some of our hard hitting safeties. Uh, you know, your, your boy, Sidney Brown, we're going to have to see these guys uh, make yeah. some plays on special teams. Yeah. I guess he did make the roster then. Did he Ali? He did. He did. He My did. boy, That's Sydney's awesome. on the 53 man roster. Yeah. It's uh by the way, it's Oku Ebu Nam. Oku. Alberto Oku Bunam. And then also just to add on to that list really quick, there was also release people. Trey Sermon was released. No surprise there. Greg Ward. Poor Greg Ward, man. I feel like he's really earned it. He is back on the practice squad. Dan Arnold, Cameron Tom, Brett Tooth. I thought that was interesting. Brett Toth has been with us for a little bit. Josh Andrews and Dennis Kenny. Okay. Ali, I feel like you haven't got any talk time yet, so I'm going to pass it over to you and your thoughts. Guys, I feel like I'm a broken record. All this entire offseason, right after we lost our, our two linebackers, I've been saying that the linebacker position is the biggest point of concern. It's the biggest suspect point in our defense. And most recently, Pro Football Focus rated our linebacker crew as 31st out of 32 teams in the league. That is not what we want to see, especially when the linebacker position has to go out into coverage for running backs who are a a pretty incredible part of the passing game uh, in most offenses today. So 
I am pretty concerned at the depth of our linebacker position as well as the skill set that we have. I don't think Howie has done enough to bring in the talent that we need there. Um, The second piece is, honestly, I'm kind of not shocked about the punter situation. Aaron Sipos has not produced as much as he should have been granted i did see some statistics from 2022 or from the 2021 2022 season 2022 2023 he did advance uh in pretty much all stats as far as punters go uh but it still wasn't enough um our special teams was kind of mediocre last year um he was only placing i don't know 15 percent of his punts uh inside opponents 20 yard lines he's not necessarily an asset um one thing that i was uh i was intrigued about was uh the punt god um our uh, our boy i i can't remember what school that he played for um oh my god help me out guys his name uh but the the Pat uh no, yeah, Pat McAfee. No, the guy who is uh, falsely says, accused. Yeah, uh, Matt or of, Matt Ariza. Uh, Matt Ariza. Uh-huh. That was a pretty uh-huh. intriguing, um, intriguing proposition for me. I would have really liked to see the Eagles. I don't know, work this guy out. But everything that I'm seeing right now out of reports is that the Eagles have no intention of, of even bringing him to to work out. What do you guys think? That's- I mean, at San Diego State, he averaged fifty, like over fifty-one yards a punt with a long of eighty-six. Um, you know, long punts like that can be a little fluky because it could be nothing more than just the ball rolling at the end. But sure, averaging over fifty yards a punt feels pretty solid. Uh, obviously, there is. I mean, the, the issue with him or the, the bad publicity around him was that he was accused in a gang rape. Uh, it, it was a gang rape uh, accusation. Um, and he was falsely accused. So it, it seems like he's got a pretty clean bill. And, and you know, at this point, it seems like he's, if he is indeed innocent, he's deserving of a job if he's good enough. I mean, I think Aaron Sipos has not ever been anything super impressive. Now, I also, uh, you know, it's it's funny to joke about, but it's like, will we ever punt? Like, do we actually need a punter? <laughs> like, will we... Will we just go for it on every fourth down? Because why not? Um, Do you remember that Eagles game when we didn't have a kicker? We couldn't kick field goals, so we just kept going for it and scoring two-point conversions against the Cowboys? I mean, It was like a primetime game, and we <laughs> destroyed them. We spanked them. It is like, far-fetched. The, but... <laughs> the most like obscure score ever. Yeah, I remember. It's, wasn't yeah. it Mark Mark Simino was kicking extra points for us one season? Because yep. David yeah. Akers got hurt. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all know, fun and games, and then you you finish the game and you're like, crap, we don't have a kicker, right? Right, and win, winning the field uh, the, the field position battle is, is very important. So obviously having a punter is there, it is quite useful. So, um, you know, again, I, I'm not going to stress about this situation too hard because um, I feel very confident in our offense and I, I, I trust whatever route they decide to go. Ali, I would like to kind of, uh, raise you the question on the linebackers now. Um, a, my first question is: Do you think that there will be cuts happening elsewhere, and the Eagles will be bringing in, you know, maybe some talent that got cut from other teams? And also, in this day and age of the NFL, you know, it's like we don't have Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher and um, Luke Keekley. Yeah, well, Luke Luke Keekley is a great example. Uh, it, it seems like that heart and soul of the defense middle linebacker specifically 
is not as much of a thing. Like I remember Bobby Wagner on the Seahawks and Fred, uh, Fred Warner, Fred Wagner. I'm sorry if I'm messing up his name, my brain. This is, you know, we talked about this doing episodes later at night. The brain does not work as well, but uh, you know, it just seems like having that pass rush is, is actually the more is, is the more important thing. Um, So given that we do have such a strong pass rush. We led the league in sacks last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, how do you feel like having just kind of mediocrity at linebacker? Uh, so to answer your first question, I think that if we do see some talent enter the marketplace on waivers or free agents, that how we will go after it, right? You know, we we brought in Indomitian Sue. We brought in, um, can't remember the other D tackle name for the... Um, <laughs> But Lindvall, essentially, Linval, Linval, Linval Joseph. Joseph. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We created. I can a think meat of that, but I can't. In think the of middle of all, yeah, no, we we how we brought in a meat wall to stop the run in the middle of our defensive line. I think he's going to do the same if the opportunity to pre, uh, presents itself at the linebacker position. To answer your second question, I think that is a fairly complex question when we look at the schemes that offenses develop today, right? Um, Sure. Do we need a Ray Lewis, uh, Brian Urlacher, these guys that sat in these four, three defenses that were very sort of traditional, right? You got your outside linebackers who are kind of the more dynamic players and your middle linebacker was kind of the anchor of the entire defense. No. However, the, the idea of the pass rush being more important or getting to the quarterback only works if you're able to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And today's offensive lines and running backs and backfield are so intelligent in being able to pick up their blocks today to give quarterbacks the ability to, to get that extra time to get the ball out. I mean, let's, let's be frank, right? The NFL wants offenses to score. It is more exciting that way. It is more of a disadvantage for defenses in today's NFL. So... Yes, I think it is an advantageous position to be in when you have an athletic linebacker who is able to blitz with the pass rush, but is also able to step back into coverage. None of which ever the three linebackers that you named, I don't think they're capable of not not just being able to be athletic enough to to be able to cover some of these running backs coming out of the backfield. I don't think they have the intelligence to be able to dissect developing routes dissect plays in real time as they come at them which is like an insanely quick speed yeah quick follow-up is just do you see nolan smith as being that being an outside linebacker like is he can he still qualify as a linebacker or do you think we're just going to strictly use him as an edge rusher i i mean i want him to be right i i watched his tape when he was at georgia the guy was the heart and soul of that defense when he was on the team i i really want him to be that middle linebacker position i want him to step up but everything that i've seen so far from the plays that he got in last season as well as the preseason i don't i haven't seen enough to be able to say yep he's our guy to be able to to shore up that linebacker gotcha position alex i know that we there's been some some surprises with some of these cuts uh, kind of along in terms of thinking about punt returning or kick returning. So, you know, you mentioned Devin Allen and uh, uh, Britton Covey both released. Did, did you say any of them are back on the practice squad? I think um, they uh, they both are. Yeah. OK, correct. so, yeah. Who do you see or who do you want to be? Who do you foresee returning kicks and returning punts? It would probably be maybe a different player for each. But uh, who do you see filling those roles? Yeah, I mean, well, if we actually look at the depth chart, I think that those are already addressed. So mm. believe it or not, I think uh, Devonta Smith 
is is next up to field uh, kick returns. It's a little bit untraditional, not in like the area of like not in the era of the Deshaun Jackson. You saw that a lot, but you don't really see a lot of wide receivers back there anymore. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Boston Scott back there. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Devonta Smith or, you know, I think there's a battle for wide receiver three between Quez and Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll give though, cause they're both pretty quick. They're both going to be competing for that, that wide receiver three position. I think Zacchaeus actually has a little bit more of a of an edge there, so I could see like one of those two going back there. I still stand by my statement last week. I I, I think it's really cool to see that we have an Olympic sprinter on the Eagles. I don't think Devin Allen values ball security. We saw it even on that kick <laughs> return. He fumbled. It's cool. I love the storyline. It's sick to say it, but it just doesn't. It, it's never going to work out. I thought Britton Covey did wonderful the second half of the season. Um, last year, returning kicks. Social media is just like totally trashing this guy. Oh no! <laughs> and I cannot believe it because I didn't think he was he was he was really all that bad. I mean, you don't see kick returns and punt returns for touchdowns every single week like you used to 10, 15 years ago. I thought Covey did wonderful. I can't remember a muffed punt that he had. He did what he needed to do, right? I know everyone wants to see the excitement, the explosiveness, just like Ali said. It's an offensive game. You need to score points. So that's my analysis on it. I think we're going to see Quez Zacchaeus and Boston Scott being our kick returners if they don't work out something where they elevate him a few days before so he can play in the game. There's like a whole bunch of weird things that happened since the uh, Brock Purdy situation with like elevating practice squad players and emergency players. So I don't really know. Everyone's talking about I don't really know what that means, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean the uh, the the question around Britton Covey um, is he ever going to return a punt for us for a touchdown? Probably. And how much how much credit oh, are we giving? Come on, dude. Are we are we also g- <laughs> what is? Come on, Ali. What a, is? Listen, probably not. Is it, he he's pro- been on our pro- team for one year and did really good and averaged ten yards a carry after you know the second half of this. He'll probably never get there though. Ever was we, it actually I, was it actually ten yards per return? It sounded pretty convincing, didn't it? But it was yeah, something I mean, up it, there. <laughs> I also think that we. <laughs> I, was, I was about to t- I was about to take my foot out of my mouth because ten ten yards per return is pretty is pretty good. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could do that running like a six seven forty. And like, I don't know. All I can think is that before Britton Covey was our kick and punt returner, uh, Jalen Rager was was in that role. So I, I, I almost feel like we automatically give like extra like anything other than Rager back there was we were automatically going to give some like brownie points to or some bonus points to. So I think Covey, in a sense, could do no wrong because there, uh, the alternative was like one of the worst players we've ever seen put oh 9.33 yeah so oh. he returned for 308 yards punts return yardage on 33 returns you divide that's 9.3 average it's i guarantee this okay <laughs> but if if we're looking at the second half of the season when you got the majority of those i would argue and say that it was over 10 wait but what about fair catches does that just count as zero it's just it's as 33 returned punts yeah so returned it doesn't punts, gotcha. it probably doesn't 33 sounds like a lot. What's that? No, it's like two a game. 
Yeah. So that's, to be that's to be right. fair to be fair, um, I'll eat Tim Crow right now. Uh, Covey, like you said, uh, nine point three yards on thirty three punts returned. Um, it is fourth highest in the league from week five, behind DeAndre Carter, Marcus Jones, and Ray Ray McLeod of the Forty ers So. Yeah, so Not looking bad. at week 10 above, 13 yards, 17 yards, 7, 7, 7, 15. Okay, you got me. You got me, Alex. You got me, Alex. Don't even get me started on the playoff stats here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, I have a, I have a question, um, and I know we're talking about cuts right now, but I'd love to get your take on Derek Barnett going out looking for a trade um, because he wants to get more snaps. Bye. <sighs> I, just, I, I, I don't I hate can, him, but I cannot explain the amount of rage and probably gray hairs Derek Barnett has caused from jumping early on a third and like three or or something or or he has to be one of the most penalized defensive linemen in in the league. I, I can't. I, he is I also. He's also going to be enshrined in Eagles history as the guy who recovered the Tom Brady right. fumble in the Super I Bowl. Like I think without a Brandon that Graham fumble during that though. I think of Brandon Graham though. Brandon Fair. Graham did everything there. Had Barnett not recovered that fumble if the Patriots had come back there was a very clear and obvious chance that the Patriots looked like they had found their rhythm, they were marching back and that turnover proved to be the turning point, the game changer in that entire game. That was very it was the only turn. I mean, it was the only slip up by either offense. Like it was almost right. a perfect game and it was just going to be like, who is the going to interception? Well, all shot okay. dropped it. Yeah, but right. Sure. Right, right. Good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Derek Barnett's just going to be nothing more than the answer to a trivia question. Uh, you know, who recovered the fumble in the Super Bowl? And because other than that, like, yeah, a first round pick that has not panned out. And yeah, going into that draft, I think he was around maybe 12th overall out of Tennessee. He seemed just like a rock-solid pick there. It wasn't really much of a, of an argument to take anybody else. They needed help. Uh, you know, they needed they needed an, ed, an edge rusher. He fit the bill. And um, he's just never – he's never material. He's never turned into anything. Um, so, yeah, I, sayonara. See you later. I'm, I'm, I'm over him. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean – and and his agent has a pretty valid point that with just how much depth we have there, he's not going to see the majority of the of the snaps. You know what it kind of reminds me of that, like the Robert Quinn situation. Remember, we were like kind of excited that he was coming here, and just literally nothing happened. Like I feel that that might be Derek Barnett. I don't want to. I don't want to trash him. I Maybe mean, he'll come talk on our podcast. Maybe look, we should reach out and say, Derek, give us your side of the story on winging it. Right. Robert but Quinn I, I, had seasons of almost twenty sacks. Like he was a proven. You know, he was an elite pass rusher. Uh, that that's a little different than just having a couple of good years at college, getting drafted in the first round, and then just not doing crap in the nfl other than recovering a fumble you know congrats right place at the right time we will will you know thank you derek yeah i, I guess I, it's not a good uh, it's not a good comparison. Quinn, yeah quinn came in and didn't like we had expectations similarly to how we have we have had expectations of derek barnett and quinn just never he just never you know sniffed the field and yeah that's kind of the same with with barnett so um yeah. anyway see you bud get out Cool. What else on the roster? I definitely want to talk about this fantasy debacle that we've been covering for the last few weeks. But what else do you guys think from the uh, 
roster heading into the season. I mean, we've been on this topic for about 30 minutes, so it's up to you guys. Yeah. I mean, no other real surprises from my end. Um, I, th- I think these things are, you know, kind of flexible in a sense. So just because we see a certain roster right now, you know, there's going to be some moving pieces as, as the season goes on. And I think, um, I think linebacker for sure will, will be the biggest question mark for most people. So curious to see how those guys play, especially Nicobe. Cool. All right, let's move over to fantasy really quick. Now we're not really a fantasy football podcast. I have to say there's like so many analytics and so many different like apps and ranking systems. Like I'm an okay fantasy football player. I'm certainly not the best. Andrew, I'm texting you for advice because I have Jalen Hurts in the first round of a two quarterback super flex league. I'm like, do I keep him? But I got Amin Ra in the sixth round. Like what's more valuable? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So I definitely like need some coaching and assistance. But there's two positions on the Eagles that I think are really difficult to, to draft in fantasy. And one of them has to be the running back position because – from what we've been told, Kenny Gainwell has been running with the ones. He's essentially going to be the starter, but DeAndre Swift is ranking way higher on the draft boards. And it's an interesting dynamic because like even like last year, like I don't think Miles Sanders was really like an RB1 on like most teams. Like he's like an RB2. So I have like a comparison here. So for all you draft and fantasy, you know, fanatics out there. DeAndre Swift has a 100% expert rating to start over Kenny Gainwell, which isn't surprising. It is, uh, what do we call this? Estimated. What does ECR stand for? Estimated uh, consensus rating? The, it's experts. So like the ex, experts okay. consensus rankings. Yep. At 32. So that's where they say that he is. I assume that's in his position. So 32 in his position. So the last running back to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last running back one. Um, his best is about a 20 and is worse about a 36 with Kenny Gainwell. He's ranked at as a 50 best is 35 worse is going to be 58. What do you guys think about like, who do you actually think is going to be running back one this year? I mean, I feel like these, these guys know what they're talking about. So first thoughts is I think Deandre Swift has the highest ceiling. So maybe that is the reason that he, is being drafted as the highest Eagles running back off the board. They'll use him in the pass game. They'll 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 definitely use him in the running game. With Detroit, it, it was always a little questionable because he was you know a first round or or, or very high second round pick. I can't remember, uh, but but a very highly drafted and, and highly touted player coming out of college. Uh, another Georgia guy, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think just looking at potential i guess that's why people are are the highest on swift um i think rashad penny can have value maybe more so in a standard league where you're not getting points per reception and you know maybe he will be the reliable uh goal line back because he does seem like the most you know the the most likely power back on this team and if they were trying to conserve jalen and not have him take as many hits maybe you hand the ball off to penny instead but I feel like Gainwell might actually have the highest floor. I don't know. It's very difficult. Uh, I j- actually just took Gainwell in a dynasty league because I still feel like no matter what, you know, he's going to be used in different ways. And uh, I-, I can't help but look 
back towards the end of last season where we kind of saw Miles Sanders start to be phased out and Kenny Gainwell starting to get more work. Now, Miles Sanders was the number nine. He finished that RB nine last year. I mean, he had over 1200 yards rushing. Uh, he had double digit touchdowns. So Miles Sanders had a phenomenal mm-hmm. year last year. Um, I don't think he's going to be putting up those kinds of numbers in Carolina. Uh, so now he's much more of an RB two. But yeah, I mean, y- you really have to proceed with with caution with these Eagles players. And unfortunately, it's probably going to take an injury, which I hope doesn't happen. But that's really the only way that you're going to get higher value on these guys. Um, so I don't know. I- I'm I'm still kind of I'm putting a little bit of trust in Gainwell, even though he's ranked lower than Swift and Penny. But um, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like looking just at some uh, strategy articles while you were saying that. And and most of what everyone is saying is that DeAndre Swift should be the starter. But when you have a, you know, rushing, productive quarterback like Jalen Hurts, he's going to eat up a lot of that. So it makes sense that he's ranked at the bottom of that list. Um, But it's just funny because when you think about our team, you think about the rushing game, you think about the offensive line. And then our number one running back is going 32 at his position, which is just totally odd. But it makes sense given our makeup. I think the advice would be is like, don't draft these. I I wouldn't draft them like early on is like your first position. Maybe if you have like, I don't know, an extra flex spot or something, but it doesn't seem like a good. I I would be worried to pick up Gainwell or Swift right now. For sure. Uh, Yeah. So it really will just come down to the value, like, you know, what price you're getting those players at. If they fall, you know, rounds later than when they're supposed to go, then obviously, yeah, by all means, take a flyer. You know, it could turn out being a league winning pick if things go right. Uh, I almost wish you could just draft like team uh, team totals from like positions because like, yeah, where would the Eagles rank as a as a as a whole for running back? You know, well, we were the top rushing team last right. year, exactly. right? Remember, yeah. we broke that down. Right. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, I, well, uh, I I don't know what to make of this of this uh, backfield from a fantasy perspective. Um, usually, when the Eagles have had gone into the season with multiple running backs like this, it's always been running back by committee. I do think um, in PPR leagues, DeAndre Swift, I guess, has the biggest mm-hmm. upside because he's got the best hands. True. But I also think Kenny is the most rounded out of all four running backs within that room. So do I think that he's going to get the majority of the touches or the opportunities for the touches? Because I I do want to emphasize that point that you made, Alex, right? Like you got Jalen Hurts back there. It's it's always the option of whether or not he keeps it. So do I think that Kenny Gainwell is going to have the most options for touches? Yes, I do. Um, do I think he's going to get the most touches? No, because I think DeAndre Swift is a much more skilled receiver than Kenny Gainwell. So either way, either way, this team in the past has shown that if you start feeding one guy the ball one game and he's showing that he can produce some some substantial yards, they're just going to keep feeding him the ball. Dallas last year, uh, the Christmas Eve game, Kenny Gainwell, I'm pretty sure had the majority of the carries in that game because of how he was performing. So I, I, yeah, it's, it's literally that it's the hot hand. So it, I I don't know what to make of this backfield uh, from a fantasy perspective. I'd probably stay away from it. Uh, But no, I do do know considering we play the giants twice in the last three weeks of the season. And that's Boston uh, Scott. 
That's playoff time. <laughs> just just stash just stash Boston Scott. He might win you the championship if you make it that far. Um, now, Alex, you said that there was a second position that you uh, that that you were looking at. I'm curious to know. Uh, yeah, what where else? Yeah, I mean, I I think. Well, I, I guess I actually haven't seen the consensus, but I do. I would worry a little bit about the Eagles' defense. I think that they may be just a little bit. Um, there, there may be a little bit hype from last year with almost setting like the all-time single season sacking record. Um, I want to see where they actually rank right now. Yeah, but I, I saw I'm, a few and they were they were pretty high. They're. I, I do like when so I mean I typically use fantasy. Yeah, so pros. so the Eagles yeah. defense is ranked third yep. right now. San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia. And we're sitting here losing the guy who brought in the most amount of picks. Uh <laughs> you know, last year, Chauncey uh, uh yep. CJ. Um you know <laughs> we got Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown <laughs> at the safety position. We don't have a lot of linebackers, we lost some of our studs. And they're ranked the the third. I don't know, man. I just think it's a little bit high. So I I would watch out. Like I'm not saying that we're, our defense is going to be bad. I think San Francisco deserves to be there. I think Dallas is ranked pretty high. I think it's too high because the Cowboys suck. But um, yeah, I think Eagles at at number three is is something you might want to watch out for. So yeah. Pro Football Focus is rating the Philadelphia Eagles as having the number one defense this year. Which is crazy because didn't we look at things where they had like the 49ers as the number one offense? So both of these rankings are highly confusing to me. Like how are the 49ers, how is the 49ers offense ranked higher than the Eagles offense when we're better at every position, maybe arguably other than running back? And then we have a team where we lost, you know, you lost Javon Hargrave. You lost the league leader in, in interceptions. You have a couple rookies. It's just very bizarre to, to see this kind of hype. So uh, defenses in fantasy, you can typically, you know, stream, which means you can just really play week to week and, and see what the matchups are. Cause it's hard. Like, even if the Eagles are the third ranked defense, like for example, what if they play Kansas city Buffalo and like, you know, one more high scoring team to start the year off. It's like, probably not going to be the best situation. So sometimes you can just kind of, you can just really be week to week with it, but I am surprised by that number three. Uh, ranking. That's very surprising. Yeah. I'm seeing yeah. them two. I'm seeing them one on some sites it, that that's not, I hope we are. I mean, we have but... great corners and we have a pass rush. So I, I guess from that standpoint, if we should be able to force turnovers and that's going to be the key to being, you know, a, a, a good fantasy defense. So I, yeah, misspoke, I guess maybe it's going off pro, of sacks pro, from last year. So pro football focus, I misspoke pro football focus ranked, obviously the Eagles defensive line as the number one in the league. Okay. Surprisingly, yeah, but the I, commanders are number the, three. The score.com, Justin Boone, um, first fantasy pros, most accurate expert in competition, ranked them as number one in defense. So, I mean, it's, they have the 49ers as fourth in the, Patriots at three. I don't know, man. It, it, I mean, defense is so bizarre because like the close games that I've lost have always come down to defense. Like there's been like a pick six, like one pick six, man. Like you, you are, you are set. So I think, yeah. I think I don't like picking deep. Like I don't ever pick like really highly ranked defenses. The only time I did that is when I thought the Rams defense was going to be good. That was an exciting year yeah. because they were just doing work. Like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald were just like yeah. rack, racking it up for me. Like those two got more points than like 
Was Robert Quinn on that team too? Was Robert Quinn recording a bunch of sacks on that team? I don't also? know. But <laughs> um yeah, yeah, my boy Robert Quinn. Who did I compare him to? Derek Barnett? Yeah, probably not my best take. Um yeah, but deep defense can be a little bit weird, but yeah, that was the second position. Um all right, who's gonna send us home? You know what? Ali, why don't you do it? Because this is episode number fifty, and you're you're the new guy. So uh t- <laughs> take us home. Episode 50, guys. Uh, again, this has been an absolute pleasure since last season um, to, to be on here with you guys. I'm so excited. Guys, we are, what is it? 11, 11. days. 11 days away from kickoff. Eight days away from the Kansas City Chiefs against the Detroit Lions. Football season That's gonna be a good is game. upon us. I'm so excited. Uh, do we... Do we do we want to share our intentions for this season right now? Sure. Go ahead. Other, episode 50. Other than winning a Super Bowl. Mm. Episode 50. Uh, guys, so uh, over the course of this upcoming season, uh, Alex, Andrew, and I are going to uh, update our format a little bit. Um, historically, we've had singular episodes uh, throughout the week. Um, this season, we are planning on having two episodes per week. The first one following the Eagles game, uh, where we're going to present to you our recaps, our thoughts, um, updates from anything that's happened in the days prior. And then we're going to have a second season or a second episode in the week, looking ahead, uh, to the next game on the schedule. This is a very exciting, very exciting change, uh, in how we've, uh, formatted the season. And we can't wait to produce as much content for you as possible. Alex mentioned it before we are on YouTube, subscribe to our page, winging it and Eagles podcast. So you don't miss anything. Click the notification bell. So you're not missing any time we're uploading a new episode. <laughs> it's all going to be, we are going to be winging it hundred percent of the time. We're going to get to uh, episode and- we're going to get to episode 100 twice as fast now. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was actually the intention behind this whole thing. It took <laughs> us way too long to get to episode 50. No. Uh thanks for kicking it with us guys. We're so excited. Um next week uh we're planning on having a uh season prediction episode uh and we will see you then. Go birds. Go birds.